they're quick to say that the brain is a mystery. I do know that I had a seizure and a near-death experience last time I went into the MRI, that it was terrifying. Um, if I were to go into seizure on the table with the doctor, it seems like I could die. Um, this doctor has a very low mortality rate for the kind of surgery, but it's still there. It's still high. You know, it's higher than walking down the road. So there's a gamble. I'm more worried, yeah, that I will die than that I will live on in a different state. Because honestly, I love changing. I love that my mind is constantly changing and I'm constantly doing new things. And this sounds like a new frontier um, and a new experience, you know, after they mess with my brain. So I'm excited about that, about life after the surgery. My only concern would be that it would end too soon and I wouldn't get to do all the things I want to do. Or that I would get to explore this new mode of consciousness. Um, when I first came into the world, I had scarlet fever, and I nearly died. Um, just a couple of months after I was born, uh, I was screaming and red and had a fever and was hospitalized. And um, I feel like that was kind of my introduction to this place. And um, with that came, you know, just knowledge of, of a terrible pain and separation. I guess I've always been weird condition. From the time I was always like a little kid, I felt weird or alienated, um, you know, like I didn't belong with the other kids. Uh, I spent a lot of time alone. Um, you know, when the other kids would be like playing, I would just sit alone, you know, at the campground and look at the fire and imagine things. College uh, was a little more back and forth. I was really, my first semester I had, you know, a perfect GPA and uh, worked really hard at like 21 credit hours, and I was in the orchestra. I was on scholarship for music. And uh, my second semester, I had a breakdown. Again, I didn't get out of bed for days and days, and I skipped all my finals, and I failed out on my second semester. I guess when I turned 21, uh, my alcohol consumption kind of got out of control. Yeah, I started, you know, inflicting harm upon myself, more directly and more serious harm. And I guess that's the first time I hurt you know, I experienced what people would call psychosis. Um, although previously, I probably had weird delusions, you know, um, that were noticeable to people. Or they just noticed that I wasn't present, that I probably had delusions of persecution, alternately with, like, maybe delusions of grandeur and such. But the first time I, you know, I guess, like, this, for a lot of people, this is the litmus test for insanity. It would be the first time I heard a voice was when I was 21. During a depressive episode, uh, I was laying in bed and just heard this voice that said, don't you need a drummer? Or does anybody need a drummer? Or something like that. Um, in 2009, I started to hear voices constantly and started to constantly see things that other people couldn't see and uh, feel you know, things touching me that other people couldn't even see in the room, uh, that sort of thing. And they went along with delusions of like persecution um, and that was that was hellish. And that continued until today. I still do that, but now I boss them around. Um, so it's not really a problem. I've been prescribed a number of different medications that haven't really worked for me. What works for me is uh, believing in myself and trusting in myself. None of them has done what it was supposed to do. And they do other things that they're not supposed to do. So when I was on antipsychotics, I found that I was still having... 
um, the positive psychotic symptoms, still constantly seeing things other people don't see, constantly hearing voices. Um, but I was sleeping 14 hours a day and I gained 40 pounds, which was terrible for my self-esteem. Um, to me, a better way to deal with that is to take that creative energy to be the boss and to channel it into something uh, real that I can then communicate to other people. Um, because if I just let myself be the victim of the hallucinations and also I take the medications, the negative symptoms, what they call, become more severe. Lack of socialization, um, you know, inability to function in the world, inability to connect with people, inability to communicate clearly, like things like that are more severe under the sedation of the antipsychotics. So for me, that doesn't work at all. For me anyway, the mental health system is disempowering and a sense of helplessness or believing that somebody else can solve your problems for you uh, is really not healthy. What I hate most about mental illness and the way that it's approached in our society today, there's a stigma around it. If somebody finds out that you have a certain illness, there's like immediately it changes the way that they treat you and they can't accept you in the moment as you are. Um, and I just don't appreciate that. Let me give an example. So check this out. I have a brain tumor and the diagnosis of the brain tumor happened after my second time being committed to a hospital for psychosis. Now they treated me differently because they believed I had a history of mental illness. They finally scanned my brain this past year because they said some of these symptoms don't actually vibe with psychosis and schizophrenia. It seems like you might have something wrong with your nervous system. They look at my brain and they find a brain tumor. And now that I'm seeing neurologists instead of psychologists, a lot of them are saying a lot of these symptoms that you've had may be more related to the brain tumor than any sort of pattern in mental illness. So they're treating me as somebody who is aware as somebody who can make conscious decisions for themselves, and I'm finally getting the treatment that I need. And if I would have had my brain scanned, if I would have been treated for a neurological illness five years ago, the tumor would be much smaller. If they would have found it then, I would have a, a better quality of life now and probably for the rest of my life. So that stigma colors diagnosis. And that's a shame. Yeah, the dude is going to... the. <laughs> The dude is going to cut the skin on my scalp and peel back all that skin on my head. And then he's going to saw open my skull. And then he's going to take uh, a, a scooper and dig into my brain and scoop it out. Um, and then they're going to put that back on. I don't know how they're going to place my skull back on my head. And then he's going to pass me along to this other dude that's going to smash particles at the speed of light and shoot a singular particle beam through my effing head at specific cells that he wants to target. So, that's the plan. Makes sense to me. <laughs> you can shape your mind. You can shape your mind any way you want to. You can shape your mind. You can shape your mind uh, any way you want There's, you know, a concern that when they take the tumor out and when I undergo radiation, it's going to change my brain and it's going to change my function. But I don't really have a choice. Like, if I were to continue to let it grow and kill me, that would be insane. Um, because there's an opportunity for them to improve the quality of my life and make my life last longer, I just have to accept that and go with it. Um, I am, you know, I like playing music, but if I could be like, you know, just like have a stupid smile on my face and sit in a pasture in the sun and like, you know, that would be fine. I'm totally fine with that. I like making music, but it's, I would drop it in a second. It's not worth it. So 
whatever you know happens is fine with me i for i just have this feeling that i could die in surgery and i don't want it to happen so this like sense of like helplessness again uh, i'm gonna go on in there i'm gonna go under the knife the thing is i don't know that they know what they know um and i don't know what they know the experts that are engaging with my brain um they're, they're quick to say that the brain is a mystery the awful sickening weight that tells you it's too late promises only destruction the shadows that call across your bedroom wall give it an instruction I saw an angel and he said up, up above your head, above your head, above your head. 